Okay, we finally made it. We finally made it into the, the podcasting room. Hello, hello. I'm with uh, two of the guys from American Lions, James and Josh. How you doing, Joe? I'm yep. doing good, dude. I'm glad we finally were able to, you know, make this podcast happen. For real, thanks for having us. Hell yeah, yeah, hell yeah. I think we had to reschedule twice or yeah, three times. Two or three times. <laughs> the first time, the first time was my bad. Because I was like, ah, oh, Dillinger Escape Plan sold out because oh. they, they did their last show as a Terminal 5. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then, like, a friend, like, the day of was like, hey, one of my friends just bailed. Do you want to go? Was so it was great, like, though? You know, I had a terrible time. Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, well, the line waiting to get into the show, it's at Terminal 5, which is, like, a venue I don't necessarily like. It's, I've like, gigantic. I saw the 1975 there. Nice. <laughs> um, but I, I stood outside for 45 minutes and I only had like two hoodies on and it was like 12 degrees outside. Yeah. So by the end of the line, I'm, I'm getting like faint of breath and I can't even like, my hands are numb. I can't even like reach in my pocket. I almost like legit passed out. So then we get inside. Like, well, so going in, I had to have my friend grab my wallet out of my pants because like I was getting nauseous and like really fucking cold. We go inside and I just sit and sweat for 20 minutes while like the daughters play, which is like, the daughter's music is like fucking art rock grindcore. It's Just called sound- The Daughters. Or Daughters, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think my girlfriend likes them. Okay, yeah. Straight grind. Like, used to be just fucking math grind and then, like, became art rock. But it sounds like you're, like, sitting in purgatory on acid. Like, it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> really? And I like, I like their music usually, but I was, like, nauseous, sweating, and freezing and wanted to throw up. So then I legit fell asleep during their set, like, in the venue on a bench. And then uh, I woke up. And I guess by the time Dillinger played, because then, like, I had all of Code Orange to sit through and watch people complain about. Oh, man. <laughs> I would actually really like to see them. <laughs> yeah, like, I, it was fun. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. A lot of people have uh, opinions, but, like, it was fun. It's weird and different, mm-hmm. but, you know. Then, uh, so then Dillinger played, and I did enjoy that. But they played for an hour and a half, and I really only know, like, one album. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. this is great, but, like, a, a fucking two-hour set no matter what. 90 minutes set is just, like, a lot. Yeah. But, um... It, it was still a good time. I'm glad I went, but I was just like, I legit, I looked up my symptoms the next day and it was like early onset hypothermia. Like I Googled everything that was happening. I was like, yeah, you had hypothermia. Like, so I think I was outside anymore. It would have been bad. So if you're listening, if you're listening out there, please, please be safe <laughs> this winter. All of our New Jersey folk, you know, bundle up. But now we're here. Yes. Yeah, now we're actually doing a podcast. Yes, we are here. Coming hot off the uh, release of Surf Rock. Yeah. A couple days now. Yeah. Dude, the record is fucking neat, and it's so different than... And, I mean, I guess if you look at the the trajectory of what your band has done, it's, like, it's kind of gotten more and more out, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to ask, like, what did you, like, what were you thinking when you made this record? But I feel like you guys were like, let's just make shit that we like and we want to make. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty much completely natural. Like, you know, nothing was, um, you know preconceived in a way where it was like we want to do this we want to do that it's just like we all kind of got together and started writing like josh and justin usually write the songs and like the skeletons and we get into a room and we just kind of you know form everything around that and you know it was just super natural yeah uh yeah i would say business as usual um all right so like i I started writing for that in my ex-girlfriend's house in this one room that wasn't used it all and it was just like you know acoustic and like any other songwriting process but um definitely a lot of microdosing and even some shrooms like for the medley stuff yes there's a like a month where we would just do that like a lot like like weekly a lot and and you know 
that's that's the product we put out is is that's what we got from it but and um you guys started fucking around with the piano more too yeah for yeah, this it's, album it's actually like, on like eight or nine heavy, tracks yeah now. like the whole back end it's more more based in that yeah I'd side say. b is like um well it includes like that medley so like from can't wait all the way to like millions and more everything is completely connected as like one endless piece of music you know with yeah. two changes and and such it's neat it's a lot of fun to put together, like together, like just the four of us in the room, like a lot of it, um, upstate Massachusetts in like the middle of nowhere. Uh, you know, the four of us would just be in a room with the piano and our, our amps and the drums and we would just go through the songs and connecting them and trying to You guys practiced out. out there? Uh, yeah, we've, we, we try to spend as much time up there as we can. Do you uh, have like family or friends up there? Or? Justin's mom has a uh. house up there and there's like a garage that's not attached to the house cool so like it's a it's like a nice loft pretty much you go up some stairs and we call it the den yeah we call it the den cool and yeah. basically justin just like on well i think justin's mom got him a piano from like some some uh garage sale or thrift something like that and uh you know i think a couple of keys were broken but he just started playing and uh apparently that was like his first foray or one of his first forays into playing piano so he you know gradually keeps teaching himself and i don't know it's pretty natural to be honest it, just, it was really quick it, yeah it became a part of the whole writing process so how would you practice those songs like would he play piano and you guys flush it out and then he would add his guitar parts later if there were any or well for for the tracks that he plays piano they're really only with the one guitar cool yeah. you know i mean that would be his in, main instrument right in ruby red there's some piano in the verse but like that's you know when we play that out like that's just like a guitar thing with two guitars sure or whatever. Yeah, yeah. but um i actually really like um how it's uh, a little bit different you know with the piano guitar bass and drums as opposed to two guitars because like that that spread of just like frequencies from the instrument is different it's a whole different balance are different. yeah and it's like cool it's cool for us it's different yeah you know totally so this was this was a big project then, right? Like you're you're yeah. making trips, you're secluding yourself, like couple trips to the yeah. Den. We pretty much yeah. only write and record away from everyone. That's cool. Yeah. We like that. We like the destination thing. It's Hence fun. Why we recorded? Let so you far focus. Away. Yeah. Yeah. So making trips to the studio, making micro trips, writing the album at home, right? I, I didn't mm -hmm. make a shitty pun, um, but <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I got it there. I understood. <laughs> um. See, so you, you recorded at Panda, right? At Panda yeah. Studios? Yeah. All the way in California. 35 days. A <laughs> lot of money. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck, really? Yeah, it was quite an experience. Oh, that is awesome. That's, I mean, if you think about, like, what bands used to do, like, that was the norm back then. And, mm -hmm. like, I feel like to make a great album, like, you almost, uh, it's, it's harder to do that now, mm -hmm. to have, like, as many, like, intricacies or whatever because there's a lot there's a lot going on on the record but the way it's mixed it's like somehow still coherent and consistent hopefully yeah because right? like the genres the genre there are some like flip flip up like change up genres i'd yeah, say we go back and forth like i think it's like track four or five but it's like a heavier like yeah yeah which is like that song's a banger and then like it goes back into other stuff, but everything like sound wise, you got the right tones for everything where, you know, it's not like it sounds like a punk band and it sounds like a piano rock band. Mm -hmm. It just, it sounds like you guys the whole way through, which I thought, I thought That's was great. neat. That's great. Yeah. Thank you. And I, <laughs> and like, as far as influences, like I picked up, like, I think when you, when you sent me down, like the mixes originally, I was like, this reminds me of, like in Reverie, of, like by Saves the Day, that album, but like also like kind of like Queen or some shit. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. yeah, that's cool. That's There's great. like some epic rockness to it. Yeah. Which Putting is Queen and the Beatles on heavy rotation, predominantly the yeah, Beatles. And Beach Boys too. Yeah. And uh, The Who. Oh, right on. Which those four were primarily like, you know, you kind of lock yourselves in a room with those kinds of records, like Pet Sounds or, you know, Sgt. Pepper's Only Hearts Club Band or. Yeah things of that nature so there actually was like a classic rock influence right oh yeah definitely cool definitely. okay i'm still stuck on i don't really listen to much new shit these days i'm still stuck on uh you know classic rock and that's where the medley comes from you know from from a lot of abbey road and a lot of the later beatles records cool man yeah i mean thing. there's so much music to go back on that like wasn't yeah. you know to still discover yeah that yeah. was relevant back then and is still great now mm -hmm. so that's pretty neat um tracking 35 days so pre-production three or four days 
That was really fast. It was. I think I'm it was cool, more everything like was fleshed out already, days. right? It might have been two or three days because we had full version, full demo versions of every track. Yeah, it was, it was more in. us writing the songs ourselves and less pre-pro from mm-hmm. Sam. Um, so, and yeah, that's how we, you know, we try and make it the best. We can try and bring it to the studio the best it can be already. Sure, you know. And I think you know, if anything, he pushes the performance more than um, changing the songs. Okay. Um, with the first time we recorded with Sam uh, was back in like 2013, which was that EP where the single we did the video with you actually. <laughs> yes. And uh, <laughs> I'm in uh, Great it, times. I, I'm in an American Lions music video. Yeah, it's called Bed Bugs. Go check it out. <laughs> yeah, the most problematic uh, animal cru- cruelty mu- music video out there. Right, <laughs> right. You guys get like a lot of shit on YouTube. No, not even, not even. I mean, we didn't kill a cat. Yeah, Nobody would do that. We we love animals. <laughs> there, so. There's this mock scene. I, the, the concept of the video was like I was like a demon not a demon but like I was like all the bad voices inside Justin's head like telling him to do bad shit right dog suit yeah <laughs> in a fucking dog suit which is actually right there in the other room oh so. fuck <laughs> I gotta check that out yeah totally if you ever do another music video do you want like a big goofy mascot in it let me know definitely, definitely. but uh yeah so I guess at one point we throw a cat into a wood shaper or we pretend to a lawnmower right? a lawnmower yeah yeah, yeah. And like, but there's real, like they made fake guts. Like the crew on the video was actually was like crazy. so wild. Yeah, I was blown away. I didn't even know what to expect. It's like they seven got... people, right? Yeah. There's oh, like a man. PA and like all these like people that have roles, like getting food and shit. So it was a lot of people like from MS, from Montclair right. state. And like some of them are like gigging filmmakers now, which is cool. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was, was a great full day. day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I remember at the, like, the end of the night, we needed, like, uh, you, you guys were playing, you're like, we need smoke in the room, and, like, we didn't have smoke machines, so he was like, yeah, I need everyone to vape and smoke. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. So we had that the volcano, great. we're just, like, ripping bags. Oh, man. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, we had a volcano fun. back then? I think yeah, I did, we, and I had yeah. one in my car, or you guys did. We right definitely on. had one in the house. Awesome. At, at Hartwell Street. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. a volcano, because I think Brian, Brian Hughes had one. Right. Brian Hughes from Milkman. Still the end-all be-all. <laughs> <laughs> Under arrest. And living tradition. The end-all be-all for vapes, I, I think. It's the, the volcano. <laughs> I told yeah. myself I would buy one one day. Still hasn't happened. But yeah, it's a lot of money. It's like 600 bucks. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Expensive vape. So you guys have been recording at Panda for a while, though. Yeah, that was our third, third, third time at Panda. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So... Damn, dude, I can't believe they're... So you slept there, obviously, right? Yeah, slept in we house. lived in there. That's fucking it was awesome. Great. It was so It was so cool to wake up at, you know, 9, 10 in the morning every day and, like, walk down the hall. Sam comes the in records, so you know, hot. Jump in the shower. Yeah, Sam comes in really hot at, like, 10 a.m. sharp. He's always so lively and ready to go. Right. Yeah, you yeah. gotta be. You gotta just keep it moving, I guess, right? Yeah. He'll, he'll wake you up. You think about the records that have come out of Panda. Well, like, honestly, I, I only really know, like, most of the story so far stuff has been there. Mm-hmm. But, like, what other bands have recorded there? Basement. Basement, Basement State um, Champs, who mm-hmm. I'm I'm not a fan of at all, but I mean their record sounds great. Sure, you know yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's undeniable. So like a lot of like Run for Cover esque pop punk. Shit. I mean back in the day, more yeah. more so, but oh, a lot of Pure Noise stuff. Hundreds just did Pure their noise, uh, yeah. their new record Rare. Sure, because a lot of Pure Noise is West Coast based here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, cool man. He yep. mixed uh, Sunrise Skater Kids. It's Jared along Alonge yes. along. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, that like satire pop punk song. Right, that album. I think it was a whole. It's album. a whole album. Yeah, he oh did a God. whole record of it. Yeah. I know it's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know if I could stomach that. I I couldn't. I got through a song. That guy was like really funny and like really witty. He still does his thing. I guess. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think he works for the Hard Times, doesn't he? Uh, I have oh, no idea. Oh, cool. I feel like he does, but I don't know. That's F- neat. Fitch into that like mock satire type yeah. style Fitch just showed me one of his songs it was uh, like a trigger word kind of song microaggression kind of thing it was really really funny like yeah. a spoof thing yeah yeah some lyric video I don't, I don't even remember what it's called but right he's on. a funny guy yeah he is alright all right, so I'm still I'm still trying to swallow 35 days of tracking so two, two to three days pre-pro yeah. maybe three days on drums mm. I think four four days for drums yeah four so, to five so maybe? The record is split up so that, like, quote-unquote, guitar songs are the A-side and the medley is the B-side. Mm-hmm. And, like, we worked on the A-side first. And he actually was in the process of... Sam was in the process of ordering a new drum kit. So we kind of took a break on drums after Fitz finished oh, yeah. the A-side. 
and then on the some i don't even know the specs of the kit but the new kit came in he did drums for that and like we would do the guitars and bass and vocals on the a side in the meantime cool waiting for the drums that's an interesting way to do it like loop around back to drums because usually yeah. typically like bang out all the drums and all right. the guitars maybe not even bass next and the vocals less but yeah cool then guitars i guess finding guitar sounds right like because i mean even though like it's like a pretty there's it's a dense record there i didn't notice like a lot of extra sounds like as far as like really? you didn't like piano, guitars, bass, drums, no. yeah. Yeah. No like special effects shit or like, there, you know. There was like a couple small things like on um Super Glue to Millions and More, like you can hear some harmonica or like uh, Yeah, there's bass organ know, on um Yeah, on organ super glued. foot pedals on, on super glued. Sick. That's what the bass line is. There's no bass guitar on uh, super glued. It's cool. a, it's the foot pedals of an organ. I love foot pedal organs. They're yeah. awesome. It was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So was dialing to- dialing in tones like did you spend like half a day getting the right sounds? It was like reamping for guitars. Oh, okay. You know. So um, you went direct in then reamped your shit? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. pretty fast too when it came to reamping. Um, I would pretty much do the pedal cues as the song was tracking, like the reamp. In oh Pro wow! Tools. You know what I mean? So it'd be like I would have to do it myself. So still. that's pretty real, still. Though. Yeah, it was still kind of real. It was, you know. He no, records <laughs> all the strings di, and then once you get the performance good enough for di, you'll move on to reamping and the whole. Yeah, watching that because I. Uh, I myself didn't really like do the pedal thing while whilst reamping, but watching right. them do it, like you had to get it at the right part, obviously, and yeah, you know, you start over if you fuck up, of course. So, do you use pedals like as a bassist? Um, for the record, I used two. Um, that I'm trying to get, but typically I um just play with the tuner. I'm, I'm looking to get um, it's dark glass electronics. That's what it is. That's what I used on the record. Okay. Made it sound, it it's like great. some metal stuff, but I, I love the tone of it. He he dialed it in real well. Nice. Yeah, yeah it worked well yeah. with the with the bass Josh plays. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, check out Surf Rock by American Lions. It's a it's an interesting album. It definitely is. Where the name I guess comes from the title track. Yes. Do you guys um, consider it a surf rock album? Um, I mean not with a U. Yeah, so if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so uh like I guess the title track I've always thought of as like at least a little bit surfy. Um, sure. Not like Dick Dale surf rock, but um, like the E is like, you know, for it's rock for the serfs, for the peasants, for the everyday for the common man. Okay. Like rock everyone. for all They're, people. The, okay. Yeah. You know, everyday people like you and me who work jobs and go to school and, you know, have goals and dreams and everything like rock and roll for the people. You just right wanted on, like you know? a simple catchy title. And like Justin had the title track, which... Uh, he never really had lyrics for, um, so I don't know. I just kind of like suggested the name, and at first, I don't think he really liked it. But then we all kind of warmed up to it. As yeah, time I didn't. Went on. I didn't like it at first. Yeah, yeah. I definitely didn't. That well, happens sometimes. Yeah, I was yeah, pretty totally strongly against it. Actually, sit on some ideas and let them stew a little bit. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a pretty neat idea. I mean that if you think about it, surf rock, S E R F, right? Yeah, because everyone's gonna take play on words, you know. Yeah. Now, is there like a spelled it wrong? (laughs) (laughs) Is there like a a lyrical theme throughout it, or just like songs, catchy pop songs that you want people to enjoy? This is the deal. Like, it's all about a lot of different stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. In particular, Um, Justin and I typically uh, we write our own songs, and then we will collaborate after like we'll present i'll present a skeleton of mine and like he'll show me his and then we kind of like finish it up as a bin and that sort of thing but um there was no real like uh concept until you get to the medley where that's a little more Mm -hmm. specific and dialed in just like an overarching theme of like you know misfortunes i'd say just to put it very broadly like there's politics there's child labor there's um there's just war and fighting you know you know love is you know something so simple. love is also a theme yes yeah cool horseman right on so as far as like talking about politics is it's not like super blatant either i'd imagine right um look at the lyrics <laughs> is it i feel it i feel it's pretty blatant but you know it is yeah. and it isn't. I, yeah, I we guess we try not to be very straight up about nothing. What our songs nothing are jumped about. out. I, I only probably listened through the record like 
two twice, but nothing jumped out right away as like, oh, they're they're calling so and so. Right, right, right. No, yeah, I'm saying what I said based on the fact that we've been in this like working on these tracks for like two and a half plus years. So, well, obviously we know, but like, yeah, interpret it for yourself, you know. Sure. I guess it is uh, uh, masked at least halfway decently. The, yeah. The lyrics. That's that's a long time to work on an album too. Yeah. It feels good to have it out, I bet, right? I mean, yeah, we we recorded it in January 2017. And it was I, done. I wish it was out in April, year. May of last year. What was what were holdups? Um, you know, mixing, mastering. Over, uh, Sam's yeah. a busy guy. You know? Yeah, and mixing, yeah. mastering through email, right? Yeah. yeah that's and hard. like source live sessions on, you know, yeah, <clears throat> on the computer. Did you have to pay extra for like... No. Okay, that's cool. No, yeah. because I... To be real with you, I would not have paid an extra penny, even yeah. though, you know, everything we spent was worth it. And, you know, it was all self-funded, no label help, no nothing. But yeah. we all worked like two, three jobs while like going to school and shit for like months and months yeah. and months leading up to it. Like I busted my ass to go away for 35 days. And, yeah, you know, you my jobs to. let me go, like both jobs that I work, like they let me take off. And, you know, we really made it a whole thing. And I wish it was 60 days. You sure. know, but yeah, I feel like it would have been even better, but you know, you can't, no, you, know, you yeah. do what you can do. You yeah, know? man. 35, I think that's solid. Yeah. That's that, a lot. Anyway. I mean, and the fact that I respect you guys for like working hard, you know, working your jobs so hard because like while you're working those jobs, you're still working on the band shit. You're still yeah. like writing, demoing, like makes you have a real full schedule. Yeah. Yeah. yeah managing this band day. is like a full time job. Yeah. You know? That, well, that's the best. Those are the best artists to work with. Like I had the the Mayflower Collective guys on. Yeah, last love week those and, guys. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. And we talked about like press and shit. And they were like, yeah, the best bands to work with are the ones that like treat it like a job, where they're like they put time in on all aspects oh, yeah. of the band, not just writing the songs, mm -hmm. but like managing online it's shit. Everything. Yeah, like all the wheels kind of have to be turning. Yeah. So, I think I think you guys do a good job at that too. Like, you'll play around here semi regularly. But it's always like a good time. How was the show? The release show? Oh my so god! Much fun. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. yeah, I'm fucking it was mad. I, I wild, wasn't there. Man. I was in the city, but yeah, I'm glad it was good. It was out of control. I mean, look, kids are banging on my vents a little too much, but you know, I, I'll let it go. <laughs> but I, but they went nuts, and and <laughs> yeah. we, you know we felt great. You know, the vibe in the room was was unreal, and every, it felt like an, a real community down there. Who else you played? Know? Like American Lions, uh, Toy Cars, Toy Cars. Heart Club, and Living Tradition. Cool. Great yeah. show. That's a good time. Shocked, yeah. A lot of yeah. friends, a lot of acquaintances, uh, a lot of new friends. Everybody was just really pleasant and respectful. And, That's really cool. You know, when people get it. I think the last good. time I seen you guys was at uh, the last bomb shelter show. Oh, that was okay. wild that too. That was a fucking <laughs> wild time. Yeah. At the end of that, there was like a bonfire in the back. Not even a bonfire. The they stage just lit shit. Board yeah, bonfire. we had to rip the stage up. <laughs> yeah, had to get rid of that. Someone nice passed. Someone put on like Rage Against the Machine. Oh, yeah. just yeah. trash. I think that might have been me. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know. But I don't want to take credit though, because it could have totally been Justin, most likely Justin, <laughs> but it could have been me. So you guys have been like involved in the New Brunswick scene for a while though. At this point, yeah. Because Bomb Shelter formation. was going on for a while, like probably 2012. About 2012, 2013, we started. Started running Probably house shows. 2013, 2013. 2013. Yeah. yeah. It was definitely 2013. We didn't start in 2015. Yeah. And you guys kind of like, you know, you had like your circle of bands, but you curated, like you brought in new bands and stuff too. Yeah. And then now you've kind of taken this and moved, relocated. Mm -hmm. And now mm -hmm. you're doing shows at Mount Moon, right? Yeah. yeah. Nice. And everything's cool there as far as like police and shit and neighbors. Every, for yeah, the most everything's part. Everything's been good so far. Yeah. We've had uh, some neighbor issues for the last two shows because, uh, the landlord's brother is our neighbor. <laughs> so it's like so the worst setup. Yeah, we had too many people in the backyard, like a hundred kids must have been in the backyard just being really loud and I like you know, I hated to be that dude, but I had to go out there and be like, Yo, everybody's gotta come inside or we gotta basically end the show right now because there's no way we're gonna be able to have all the bands play and, and do what we do. We have shows scheduled it's for know, the good of the venue for the, for the weeks to come. So yeah. Like, you know, it's you got someone you has to be out. that guy when you're doing house. Yeah, you have to watch out for your own out. ass because we're not like, trying to pay another yeah. seven hundred dollar ticket or whatever. Yeah, it ends you don't want to deal with that. We've yeah. done that and in the we past have, with bomb shelter. We have, you know, yes, we yeah. have dealt with those tickets Several before. Times. That sucks. Yeah, you know? it's a fucking burden. You know, it's a lot. It's a it's a huge burden, but like an awesome thing to run a house venue. But it's like I respect great. respect you guys for doing it. You know, for so long too. Yeah, it's it's been a lot. Yeah. It's yeah. been a long time now. It seems like it's so regular now, though. It's like, oh, like I didn't even realize yesterday that we're that I'm, you know, we slash I am hosting 
two shows this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Oh shit! And I was just like, oh, okay, all right, doing doing two shows. This <laughs> weekend. All right, cool. I'll, I'll I'll go do that then. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's just normal now. It's yeah. weird. What shows? Uh, Friday there's Curtis Cooper, Hong Kong Graffiti, Stick Bug, and So Totally. Okay. And Saturday is Man Dancing, The OK OKs, uh, shit, Bobby Mahoney and the Seventh Son, and Sad Lips. Right on. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I think by the time this comes out, it'll be after the shows, but I'm Probably. glad I'm glad you told me now. So yeah, yeah, come through if you're <laughs> yeah, around. Yeah, oh yeah, it's a plug solely for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, when when did you guys move into that that spot? June. Cool. This past June. Kind of felt felt the waters for a little bit, like t- before you like did shows. Probably practiced we there. We did one in August. Yeah, we yeah. practiced first. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that was our tour homecoming. Yeah. The, it was August, right? It was yeah. end of August. August thirty yeah. first. Yeah. Awesome. And it worked out. Who does the the tour booking for the band? Yeah, that, that would be me. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, James. Yeah. Another another job there. Another yeah, full time job. I feel you. Yeah. The, oh, the worst man. thing about booking a tour is like when dates fall through or like don't come through and then like not having enough time i'd say is the worst thing oh, so you need to do everything three to four months in advance. i just started Please. doing three months i was like three a, months is my is my thing dude, dude three yeah. months is my jam right now like booking two, June. i was a two-month guy for like night from when i was 18 yeah. to like but 25 your chances just drop yeah you know people just already have stuff and it's terrifying too because if, if oh not nothing comes through in those first three weeks you're like i know everything's a month out what am i gonna do right like, right and just, then you're like i have two off days in a row holy fuck like you can't you know we we strive for no off days yeah i don't course. want i don't want any day make not use of every show. day yeah. yes yes exactly something productive every day otherwise yeah. why are you out there yeah exactly yeah you don't want it to feel like you're just like on vacation even no. though you're supposed to have a lot of fun on tour it's but. totally it's vacation but it's not because if you're if you're doing it right you're fucking working it you know what i mean yeah you're doing the thing so where where are your what do you look for in venues to book just like places that are hip like that are people are going to yeah, i mean you know the places that people go to shows i'm um, trying to play with like better bands in every state trying to play places we haven't played before uh you know just little slight steps up in the world little upgrades here and there like basically shooting as <clears throat> excuse me as high as we can yeah you know uh we played some dive bars we played mo- we play mostly house shows at cool. this point mm-hmm. i mean that's where it's fucking at and everybody knows it because like you know nobody wants to pay ten dollars to get into a show they'd rather it throw sucks. four or five bucks and like hang out in somebody's house and smoke weed hell you yeah. know what i mean because yeah, like, like that's what i would rather do yeah it's, it's a hang you know, you know? it's yeah. like it's more of a community when you're mm-hmm. at someone's house instead of like paying 10 bucks at a venue and there's a bouncer and like right and people and... feel a little awkward or insecure or shy yeah or whatever you know yeah do you do the booking for like all your bands as well is it like uh, solely you for in angles yeah for invalids half and half the tour is like i'll usually book um what do you guys organize it in what do you mean? Like Google Docs, I just have like or... a Word doc. <laughs> okay, Word doc, <laughs> that's it'll just chill. be the date, and it'll be like, dash, 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 not booked. <laughs> dash, 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 follow up this wow. week. okay, cool. Yeah, it's super sloppy. I actually, last year, I booked the tour for the wrong week. Uh-huh. So I I teach a public school, and like I was booking an Angles oh. tour to line up with my spring break. Right. And then like I check like a month out, and th- this is what I get for booking the whole tour like super stoned. I was like, yeah, I'll get really high and like <laughs> fucking blast out emails. Yeah. yeah, and if you have all the right dates in front of you, it's fucking great. It's right. a great time. Right. You feel like so productive. Yep. And you know, you're just laying on a couch, but you're like firing off like mm-hmm. ten email emails an hour. But like I booked the whole wrong week, and like ninety five percent of it was booked. Oh. You know, this the minute I found out, I just lost my shit. Like, like for a, the next three yeah. hours, I was fucking livid, and like I sent out all my emails then because we were going out with another band from South Florida called Feral Lux, and they're like a math core, like mm-hmm. post hardcore band. They're really cool, but um. Yeah, I had to make sure that they can get off the next week. Like, Whoa. I had to hit up all the promoters right away. That's did you awful. switch your week or did I, you? We switched the tour. I can't, like, I can't take, take off a week after spring break yeah. at a public school. They'd be like, oh, where's Mr. Scala? Like, right. got it. Yeah, I got, yeah. like, I'm responsible to, He's like, going to lose his job. Yeah, <laughs> I answer, like, 200 kids. I can't. I wish, like, I could, but, Dang. you know. But the nice thing is I have summers off and shit. I could tour that. But, dude, that was the biggest mistake I've ever made. <laughs> then, yeah. like, the follow this last summer, I, like, double booked a thing and, like, had to push a tour back and then ended up missing one of my good friend's weddings. <laughs> like, oh, man. Just, like, a piece of shit. I'm like, oh, sorry, I got a show. Dude, I, I get it, man. Being in a band, you miss a lot of shit yeah. on, like, yeah. family and friends, man. It's you, a, it's you a have sacrifice. To, yeah. It's, like, just selfish at times, yeah. you know? But it's, you like, definitely feel selfish. you're doing it 
because you have to do it. Mm-hmm. You got to do you. you and know? you feel yeah. like a broken record a lot to like your friends and family. Like, hey, buy my record or come to my show. It's like, but at the same time, you have to do that because otherwise nobody's going to know who your band is and then you won't grow, you know? Yeah, it's true. I've I've stopped trying with most of my friends. I'll bug them to come to their show once or twice a year. Yeah. Most of my friends are like pushing 30 or like 35, not 35, but like my friends are like 27 to like 33, 34. It's right. like half of them are just basic as shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're just basic people. I'm I like, all right, that. you're not going to come. You want to like go to the pub and then tweet about it later or some shit. <laughs> right, so right, some normal shit. Yeah, exactly. Some normal people shit. Yeah, exactly. I hate those people. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I like quietly resent all of my friends, but like, yeah. I'm still friends. With, and these are like, I'm talking about like my childhood, like hometown. Yeah, yeah. Like there's people I meet now that I'll invite to shows and shit like mm-hmm. that are in the scene and like active and stuff. But like my, my normie friends, quote unquote, I'm like, ah, it's, there's no, there's no point. I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah, but yeah, those are those are my biggest mistakes of booking a tour. But I I usually book everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I took a break for the past like six months. I haven't been booking too much, and I've just been letting the shows come the that's nice come to the bands, which is cool. Yeah. But now like In Angles is doing some weekends, and Invalids is um trying to do a weekend out to Chicago. Nice. So yeah, it's um sometimes it's easier than other. like when you have friends in the city and I'm sure you guys have friends in cities from doing house shows right I was gonna say doing house shows and doing I think four or five tours now as American Lions has helped so much because now you have your ends with people you know what places to hit that work and shit right like, it works out and where not to go back to <laughs> you know in some cases what's the, what's the worst city worst oh experience you've had let me pass in the flats Oh yeah, agreed. Think, okay, uh, so, at least in recent history. Yeah, yeah recent history. In August, we were on tour with Milkmen, uh, the homies, and uh, we had a show booked. I booked it, of of course, man. And did uh, you get shit from the bandmates after? Like, no, 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 no everybody, go, every, nobody was like mad. Everybody understood. No, yeah, like, we were all on board. We, with I mean, this. Ben and Brian helped me um, book some shows too. I'm not trying to take full credit, but uh, I booked most of the tour. And like this one, this one spot, uh, Pat's in the Flats in Cleveland. Uh, I think we had one or two local bands lined up, and it was, like, in the middle of fucking nowhere, industrial yard, like, dive bar yeah. with, like, with really a drum riser outside. and no stage. It was really weird. Yeah, that um, weird. And then we go in there, and there's, like, the only people in the bar is, like, this one old lady, Pat, and she's clearly in the flats, right? <laughs> yeah. she's, she's probably, like, 70 or 80. This you know, this old sweet woman was just running this dive bar by herself, and there's like two scary Santa trucker looking dudes like at the at the end of the bar, and then we just walk in there like a bunch of like you know fucking dudes in their early twenties like with our guitars like hey is, you know like did they know the show was happening show at least? Uh, yeah, she was well aware of the show. She was the one who actually replied to me via email, and I was like, you know how to email, you know. And um, basically, long story short, we hung out for like an hour or two. There was like a bar dog. That bar, that the dog was really chill. That's cool. And then uh, we hit crab apples, crab apples with sticks like baseball. And then we talked to Pat and we said, "Hey, I think we're gonna get out of here because all the bands dropped." And uh, we drove to Pittsburgh. So did you guys not play? No, we did not. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes you got to call it. Like, yeah, I mean, it was like, do we unload all this gear right now and, and play for Pat in her flat, or do we just dip? You know, and we just kind of dipped, so yeah. it happens. No, I don't blame you for that. Yo, Ohio <laughs> kind of, for the most part, like, Cleveland sucks. I've had, like, hit or miss in Cincinnati. Yeah. A- Akron, Ohio is sick. I've, I've heard great things about Akron, Akron and Columbus. Columbus. It's kind of like New Brunswick. Nice. Columbus, I think, probably has a cool scene, too. I've never played there, though. Mm-hmm. But, like, Akron, like, there's, like, a DIY, like, renaissance in the past, like, five years. That's great. Like, this band, like, City Cop. You guys I've actually it? heard of them, yeah. Yeah, they're, like, they're cool. They play the Meat Locker every now and then, but they're mm-hmm. from Akron, and they'll, they kind of, like, it seems like they sp- started, like, turning the wheel and, like, doing house shows and building great. a community in that town. And it's a college town, too, which yep, helps. exactly. You know? Perfect. And it seems like you can play late. Like, I played sets there that started at 11. Like, wow. And I was worried. Like, first no band at 11? No, like, la- like third or fourth. Like, I probably okay. played third or something. And mm-hmm. it, but I was I was worried and no one else was. So like. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> yeah. So, if next time you guys go out, try and play there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll get in touch. Yeah. For sure. I'm trying to think of a, a horrible gig I've played, but there's probably been a lot of them. Um, I guess... I can't. I can. I feel like I just put myself on the spot. I don't really have one like, <laughs> that comes to mind. I have gotten shit from t- like uh, m- 
bandmates like the guys in an angles like when a show is bad they're like oh this is your to- tour joe what the fuck and then like when tour is going good like they'll be kidding right, but right. then when tour is going good they're like yeah tour, our tour is going great like they'll just like switch the language up and it's like yeah That's what the fuck funny. book that whole thing but, um, <laughs> yeah credit where credit is due <laughs> yeah i used to think i wanted to be a booking agent and then i was like i don't want to do that ever. that's kind of where i'm at right now yeah, yeah. We should, yeah, we should just team up and book shows for all the bands. We like. If you want to start a booking agency, then sure. <laughs> but I, I honestly want to open up a real venue. Yeah, like a, like a real dude. Venue. Like four out of five guests that I've had on have said that. Like in the past, like month. Well, then I don't know who those people are, but we should all probably talk Yo, about there, it. There's so many people that are on the same page with it. I, I actually am talking to currently like three or four friends, and I'm just like. Yo, I don't want to have to worry about cops or neighbors. I need a place where we can have a stage, throw $5 shows, and, like, maybe low-key smoke weed. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's totally fine. Yeah. I you mean, know? in two years, you'll be able to just smoke weed, probably. True. It's Hell yeah. yeah. But, Phil. like, then again, the you only venue license. we have in New Brunswick is Court Tavern. Yeah. And, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. Granted, even if it's, you know, it kind of is slowly making a comeback. But yeah. it's like, you know, a, a punk. But how shows rule dude yeah for, like, for your guys like circle and scene too definitely like that's that's where it's at like for, we had the we had the fire is motion uh homecoming yeah. show there must oh. have been 200 kids that's fucking wild like it, it was out of control yeah out of control and it was so cool that everybody was out there to just experience live music and like hang out and be cool and adrian's awesome yeah. too like, yeah fire great is, dude is motion is great great, guy. great yeah guy. Their, nice. uh, their new release is awesome you guys should go check that out yeah, as well. 100 <clears> percent. yeah i mean you know i feel like it'll just happen eventually in in um new brunswick i don't know when i don't know how but it needs to i feel like it's gotta be a point where everyone put chips in like yeah puts their hands in together like that's the that's what i'm that's looking the to heart do of diy you know that's <laughs> like, what i'm everyone. looking to do I'm trying to get four or five people together you know get like you know lease some kind of property yeah build it out you know, yeah, everybody dude. throws in a little bit every month, and then we make the money from the shows to pay the rent. Put me on the list. Put me in, in the list. Yeah. Because um, what I've been what I've been trying to really focus on, like besides doing the label shit, which like the choke artist shit, honestly, this is the the best. Is, and this isn't me bragging. This is me losing money for four years, and now like not losing as much money. But this is like it's been going like the best it's ever gone, which, which is, is cool, great. Yeah. But it will never make money. I don't like, I'm not a record label. I don't do contracts. I don't take money from digital sales or streaming. Mm-hmm. I realize like what I'm doing is just like a weird, like art mail order thing. And like, breaking even. I, I hope. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes coming <laughs> up, sometimes losing money, sometimes breaking even. So mm-hmm. basically a wash. I do it for fun. Cause I like yeah. putting out music that I like believe in or whatever. Um, but I've like started screen printing shirts with my roommate. Like I was showing you guys the screen printing thing right. and we're trying to like build up like clients and like do that on the regular. And like, I'm like trying to start doing live sessions too. And just like thinking of ways that like you can be like multi, um, all different kinds of creative yeah. content things. Cause I played a show in a screen printing factory once in like Maryland. It was fucking sick. And they just, they had like extra space cause it was a huge warehouse. And they mm-hmm. moved some of the presses back and like played a show with, like 80 kids. Like, wow. so to, to cover uh, rent for a whole place and it's just money coming in from a show, it's not going to work. Cause like half the money, let's say you make 200 bucks from a show, like a hundred's going to go to a touring band, right? Like mm-hmm. it's fucked. So, New Brunswick, like, Court Tavern relies on liquor licenses and shit. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of lame, too, because, like, right. then it's, like, 21 plus. Mm-hmm. And, like, for the it's stuff that... Ages. For the stuff we're both playing, it should be all ages. Mm-hmm. Like, or at least 18 up. 18 plus it's a college is okay time. I mean, you have freshmen who are 18 going up to seniors who are 22. Yeah. Why, you know, why would you get rid of why would you cut three your, years your, of people? You're cutting out, yeah, 75% of, of your draw. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That's beat, you know what I yeah. mean? Because, like, I have a ton of friends who are 18, 19, 20 who can't come see us at a bar. Yeah, you know, So we need, like, a real venue all ages in New Brunswick where you can charge kids five bucks. Yeah. You know, and make it reasonable. And you can have three shows a week. You can do 12 shows a month, 15 if you want. Yeah. You know. Well, I think what you're doing is good still. I mean, obviously, we're doing house shows is good, but, like, you're at least actively booking or yeah. you have that muscle that you're flexing, like that you're, you're building up this skill always. Like you always right. seem to know. And you guys, you, you guys both book at the house? Mostly James. It's mostly just, James. Pretty much mostly just, handling yeah. all of the odds and ends of that. Yeah. All yeah. The, all the computer email stuff is just kind of, 
Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's me. Forced back line every show. Back line, everything. right? I hope so, right? Pretty much. Okay, I mean, good. we try to keep the house kit for every show. Oh, good. Uh, we try to back line the bass cab and like even guitar cabs if bands have heads, but a lot of bands have combos. If you're a band, if you're listening out there and you're in a band and you're, you insist on using your, your drum set, I guess, every show, just think about what you're doing. Yeah, our house kit is great, show. so like, don't worry about it and just use it, you know? Yeah, use, think about you, what you're doing. Use your cymbals and your snare, but that's, that's pretty yeah, much that's it. Yeah, that's all you need to use. Or like, your kick pedal, too, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, that'll be good. One time, I played a show back in my old band, and the kid <laughs> had an 810 in there as his bass cab, and so did I, but it was in the trailer. And I was like, hey, man, can I use your 810? And he didn't let me, so I had to use my own. It's so ridiculous. Really, really just dumb. Just share, you know? Yeah, at this point, yeah. Yeah, Josh actually gets a little upset at me sometimes because I just let everybody use his 810. Step right up. Plug it in. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to ask again. I'm really sorry I about mean, that. I if they know the impedance or whatever, if they know the ohms and they can't fuck it up. Right. I mean, but and still, if you, if you, you want to get permission. If you have a bass head, you better know what the fuck ohms are. Like, yeah. <laughs> please just know that. Yeah, you'd be surprised about something. Oh, I'm. I know. I mean, who's a bassist these days? One. There's one in the room. But I mean, I'm also technically a bassist. So really, there's two in the room. Yeah, oh, that's how I started. Oh, a bassist. Yeah, I used to take bass lessons. Yeah, we need less guitarists pretending to be bassists and more just like bass players. You know. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bass player pretending to be a guitarist. That's fine. That is fine with me. <laughs> I'm okay. I, as, as a drummer, I just appreciate. Bass players just existing, like yeah, actual bass you have players. To. And, like it's important. I don't know. They are very important. So how did uh how did your band start? Because uh, you guys went to the the same high school as the moms. No. No. Okay. I'm mixing. No, up. I'm maybe Pat stories. did. Maybe maybe our old drummer Pat was, it, did. was that Florham Park. He yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. So he went to school with like John and Maddie, but that was okay. like back in the day. Back in the day. Um, yeah. When we started out, though. Justin and Pat were jamming up at the Den in Massachusetts that we were mentioning earlier. And me and Josh were on tour with our old band, Picture Perfect. It was like July 2012. So you and Josh played in Picture Perfect first. Together, yeah. And when was that? This had to be 2013. 2013? Yeah, August When was American Lions first released? 2013? Well, we came out in 2013, like our band. August was when we first went up to the Den. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it was definitely, like, that fast. Yeah, it was really fast. It was, like, August, we began our band, August 9th, 2013. That's when our band started. Cool. And then we recorded that four-song EP in November. It's fast. Yeah. yeah. It's really fast. I mean, it was only four tracks, you know. But... And you guys were like, we're going to California. Yeah, it was well, just yeah, like, they, we're going to start yeah. a band, we're going to go to California they and make a great sounding uh, thing. And... Panda lined up, because... Well, it wasn't I, booked. No, not but it was being talked about. The, yeah, the intention to so, do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Justin and Pat already were jamming? Yeah. yeah. Okay, and you guys knew one of them? You guys. Knew I had him. been communicating with Justin while we were on that tour okay. with our old and band. And we met Pat on that We tour. did, actually. Yeah. It was a July tour, the month before uh, yeah. we started the band. With your old band, Picture Perfect. Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. I'm connecting all And it was, it was July, probably July 8th in like North Carolina. Pat was doing, he was playing Cajon for like the singer-songwriter acoustic guy. In North Carolina? Yeah, yeah, they were on <laughs> tour too. And like it just so happened that we ended up at the same place on the same oh, day and the same wild. show. And then... We hung out with Pat that day. We were like, yo, like, shh, like, you know, we're, we're probably going to, like, you know, start a band together kind of thing when we come home from tour or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And at the end of the tour, Josh and I had uh, parted ways with our, our old friends there. And then, So you uh, knew you knew on the tour that it was you were going to quit that band? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Were there, were there any actually, that you want to share in the podcast, or is it, like, too personal? Um, I mean, one of the members of the band was very straight edge, and I don't get down with that. Well, we also just, like started to not really get along anymore and that's like yeah. creative differences yeah, creative for sure differences. that's okay. like the main thing i mean always with any band it's like okay you want to sound like that i don't want to sound like that okay. well yeah because someone know. can be straight edge and still be chill like i have yeah, straight yeah. Edge friends who like you know but like if you're like ve- vehemently straight edge right like, shoving it down people's throats or like acting like uncomfortable like you know just when nobody's bothering you i had um, a straight edge band sleep over once but one of the members wasn't straight edge and mm-hmm. the tour manager quote unquote wasn't straight edge either <laughs> And like, I was like, yeah, you guys can like hit this bong if you want. Yeah. I'm like, and one of the, some of these guys are still like really close friends to, of mine to this mm-hmm. day, and I like make fun of it them yeah. now. But this is probably like 2009, and we're all like, I guess 19 or 20, and like, so the the tour manager hits the bong, and then like, 
the guitarist comes into the other room, goes up to the drummer, like, we need to have a meeting right now. Oh, man. my God. <laughs> they sent him home that day to Jesus Buffalo. Jesus Christ. They, put him on a, they got him into New York. Oh. And they put him on a bus to Buffalo. Like, he is that not weed. overreacting? That's like, wild. holy shit. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, oh it was really God. good. I still make fun of that, but, like... Cause then the band broke up shortly after, cause like that sound guy like tried to recorded their album and he was like, take it offline or else I'll sue. Cause he recorded it for free. It turned into this whole stupid thing, but I like, I kept commenting on MySpace like, behind the scenes, the bong that broke up the band. (laughs) Yeah, what the fuck? (laughs) It was fucking wild. Josh, I felt like you had something to say and I cut you off before. Um, no, yeah, it was creative differences. It was oh, okay, that's what it was. Uh, like I had it in my head. To be like, to like, probably, yeah, James first. I was going to be like, yeah, I'm not really feeling it anymore in this band. And he just like, either replied with, I think, was, yo, me too. So, it, I don't know. Just cool. worked yeah, out like that. I, I forget. where I think we were in Florida. We were in a... Tampa like, Bay? An, an antique We were in like shop. an antique store, thrift store, like walking around in, like in Tampa totally Bay. Or clear, Clearwater, Florida, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Um, and this was like a three-week tour, and we were having a, a pretty good time um, for the most part. An eye time. It was okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Josh and I, you know, we were pretty much, Josh was like the only person I was really getting along with at that point. And um, I just like band? vented to each other. Yeah. Five yeah. For that tour. Yeah. Yeah. And our, our fill in was about to not come. The that day was a whole of, another the story. Morning oh, of, the morning yeah. of a but, three-week But this is when off. you guys were like 18, 19? I was 16 years old. Okay. So like first yeah. first band you're in. So this one you're talking about like oh we used to play in a silly band. This is the band you're talking about. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah that's that's part of like starting a band. Totally, sir. Totally. Yeah, very long time ago. You deal with you deal with shit like that. So. Yeah, that's understandable. Learning experience. Just growing up. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. So it's hard being around someone who's like that straight edge. Yeah, mm-hmm. it you know? it is. And like I wasn't. I'm never against a straight edge thing because like. You know, it's actually nice. It's a really, you know, healthy oh, yeah, way of living. It's, like, good to not bring chemicals into your body or whatever. But it's, like, if I want to smoke weed, don't bother me. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not bothering you. I'm in the other room smoking weed. You're in the other room, but you're mad that I'm in the other room smoking weed. Yeah. It's, very, yeah, it's just very childish. It's, like, very... Uh... She's like, I don't agree with you, so I'm mad. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's just dumb. It's like they don't control you. It's like right. It's like not a mature conversation or debate. It's just, like, I disagree. And that's yeah. that. It's like they watch too many like dare commercials, right? Or, or like, right? I don't like you when you're like this, like, right? I've had, I've had, um, I've, I've known people that have said anti weed things and like how they can't stand being around stoners. And I literally one time said like, dude, I've been high this whole time. Right. Are you kidding? Like, right. I've been high all day. So like, yeah, me too. Me? I came so, in here stoned. Yeah, I'm totally fine. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm yeah. not being a fucking weirdo or like no, passing out on the couch. We're not I'm talking, talking about, like a normal like, person. Yeah, we're not talking about conspiracy theories. Or right, like, and everybody I mean, takes it differently. Yeah, exactly. You know? So, you know, I mean, it's all about balance and being responsible. Yeah, I'd say not that. letting it fuck shit up for you. Yeah, yeah, which it can, but absolutely, you, you got to know when it will and like when it's okay. Know your shit. shit. Yeah, exactly. Know your limits. Be responsible, everyone. Yes, <laughs> smoke weed responsibly. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, shit. Well, so yeah, so. Picture Perfect breaks up. <laughs> American Lions starts. Jamming up in, in uh, Peru, Massachusetts. That's so fucking tight, like yeah. having an isolate. Because it forces... Because being around here, around your jobs and your day-to-day shit and your phone and your your f- close friends and shit that you like answer to and stuff, um, it kind of takes away. Like It yeah. seemed like you guys at least had a vision or like really had what really wanted to do something with these songs when you yeah, made this album yeah, definitely so, so it's cool that you were able to just fucking go secluded and just fucking and you don't get service I was gonna there. say yeah you no know? cell phone service oh, up there yeah. only AT&T I think but none of us had that Pat had that but and, none of us and like the only thing we'd really use like the house Wi-Fi for would be like Spotify cool I mean most of the time it was a record player with like you know we, we listen to Tommy by The Who like the full fucking thing like I don't know how many different you know, actual records there were, there were multiple, but it was, you know, it was all, all, all natural. A, a true, <laughs> a true rock and roll record. Surf yeah, rock. Mm-hmm. absolutely. That's really cool because I did pick up on like rock shit, and I was like, I wonder if they like were influenced by it or this is just what they wrote. Because like I could have seen it go either way. I mean, it's both. It's, it you sounds know what like I mean? you guys still write it. Like it sounds like your guys' record. It sounds like music right. you guys wrote. So it's not like derivative, but it's like it was like fucking rock at times and like oh word like good rock <laughs> rock music hell yes that's dude. what's up yeah <laughs> cool glad is, you picked that up yeah totally is there anything you guys want to talk about any uh any ideas or 
Um, we got a, a new music video coming out pretty soon. Really? Yeah. Awesome. For a song called Ruby Red. Oh, hell yeah. We're putting that out in a couple of weeks, I think. You shot it already? Yeah, it's already done. Cool. It's already done. We shot it with uh, Moon Culture Films. They do uh, Cook Thugless. Yeah. So big fan of those videos. Yeah, really and, good. And uh, we got the chance to work with AJ and Anthony and uh, at a really cool location. Um, we're just really excited about it. Can't yeah. Wait. Hell yeah. Yeah. And uh, any future plans for the band? I mean, obviously, promote Surf Rock, right? From the- yeah, definitely for a while. push Surf Rock for a while. Um, we're, gonna, we're pressing vinyl. Cool. So we should have vinyl in about three or four months from now. And um, trying to do uh, more touring. You know, definitely June. I'm, I'm starting to book June right now. And uh, hopefully some more after that. Nice. Five months in advance, dude. That's, I, that's my shit I right I think it's there. four right now. <laughs> February oh, it's to, February. To oh, June. God. Yeah, four months in advance for this Yo, one. I'm going to start booking 2020 right yeah. now. <laughs> Yo, you should. Because if it's a three or four week tour, you need so yeah, much time. Yeah, you need a lot. Because shit falls through. Shit scrambles yeah. around. You know. You, and I, I don't want to fuck around. I want to I want to be on my shit. I want to have it done ahead of time. Have it announced properly. Reach out time. to the bands that you want to play with. Yeah, have the shows yours. promoted and have a good flyer. And yeah. I want to do it right. That's, you know, that's you need right. time. So. Yeah. It's it's much safer that way, especially with school and and work and yeah. all of that. You know, yeah, guys, keep grinding, keep keep fucking doing it Definitely. forever, please. Yeah, yeah, that's the plan. Really, really cool stuff. You know, yeah. unique, which is like, it's more rare sometimes. So I'm always appreciative when I'm like, yeah, this band is different and cool still. Thanks, okay. man. Thank yeah, you. thanks. Hell yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks for coming on the pod. Thanks for having us, man. Yeah, really totally appreciate sure. it.